It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Lights. Camera. Action. It's the KSL Movie Show. Not getting a real under control vibe here. With Doug Wright and Steve Sales. The week's big movie review, movie news, trivia, games, and prizes. All on the KSL Movie Show. Here's Doug Wright. He's not a monster, Gaston. You are. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Ah, tis the movie show. You know, I walked through the door here. At the Gateway Luxury Theaters I in ta- downtown. I thought I had locked it. You know, yeah, I know you tried, but Jeff the Whipple came and let me in despite yeah. your we'll have to talk. dubious designs. Yeah, Jeff, you need to join us. You know, I, I walk through here and I just feel like I'm home, you know. I mean, we've, we've known these guys at the Megaplex Theater since day one and even before day one as things were being first put together and to watch the evolution of this amazing place. Jeff, I still, every time I walk through the doors now, I can't tell you how many screenings, how many events, how many things, including KSL's 100th anniversary that we did here. And every time I walk in here, I just cannot believe how just cool it is. It is It is a beautiful building. It is. If you, if you haven't been in this building lately, you really haven't seen it because yeah. it's, it's gorgeous. The, the makeover that happened in this building is extraordinary. And the technology that went with it is yeah. phenomenal. You know, throughout the uh, the morning on the movie show, we're going to be talking with the people that make Megaplex Theaters just such an incredible place. But anyway, it it just feels good to be home here at the Gateway. And uh, you know that big space behind the concession. Do you remember where we had our big party? No, 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 no. no that, that was the where official the office space. space. It yes. still hasn't been filled, so it's a big giant space still back there. Really? Yeah. We should go in there and run wild. <laughs> Put on rollerblades. Lord of the <laughs> Just flies. Go crazy. Yeah, it'll be rollerball in there. It'll oh, be, that'd be cool. Yeah, well, never mind. I don't even want to implant that image in anybody's head. You know, there there could be lawsuits, class action. The greatest things. movies of all time, rollerball. Oh, <laughs> not with us in it. Okay, no, we probably ought to do the official movie show preview since it is sponsored by our friends at Call Climate Services. Here we go. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. Coming up on today's movie show, the big movie review. Okay, the big movie review is going to be Lightyear. We saw that the other day, and you and I are going to have to arm wrestle over Socks the Cat over here. You know, the well, robot e- is cat. Is it Edie? Evie? Evie. Evie, yeah. She's Evie already, wants it too? She wants to arm wrestle it for it. Oh, I think so she would win. This is going to turn into a rumble. It's going to get ugly. <laughs> it's going to be really interesting. Anyway, Lightyear, we're going to talk about that. And Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Now, that sounds like an apt description of somebody. Well, it's actually a, like it's a, a he's, dance. He's trying cha-cha. to get people to like, okay, now, Cha-Cha uh-huh. Real Smooth. And it's about a uh-huh. coming-of-age film with uh, Dakota Johnson. Okay. And uh, Brett Garrett's she in it. She came of age quite a while ago. She has. <laughs> she, <laughs> But she's been making some pretty good movies and you know, good choices yeah. over the last few years. Yeah. So. Okay, so and, and Brian and Charles, good luck to you, Leo Grand, 
Ooh, and uh, Spider Poor Dougie, had, you almost could, didn't make it out of that one, did you? You know, the, well, I'll tell you, the first part of the movie I really liked. I really did because it was about a woman who was repressed and had reached out to a sex worker to kind of, you know, she had lost her husband. The thing and that every, she, the things that she had never experienced before. And I thought that the control of it and the, the, the delicacy of it and the tenderness of it. And then at the end, it just goes, what the heck? Let's go full Monty. Well, it, but that's a body positive moment, I thought. Uh-huh. The fact that she's in oh, her it's not just 60s. that moment. Oh, it's not just that moment. It's everything. It's just, you know, you kind of go. I, I know, thought it was kind of brave. I em, mean, well, brave. it's Emma Thompson. You know, I, I get so tired of hearing that when, you know, all of a sudden in Victor Victoria, you know, somebody bears their breast and that was a brave moment. I, I hear that. Well, I wouldn't. I couldn't do it. I, Why I would you do it? Require some bravery to do it. Why would you do it? Well, I don't know. And is it necessary? And yeah, because but, it was such a cool movie up to that point. And Emma Thompson, we've all grown up with her. She's kind of like our sister. Yeah, you know? I, I and, get that. And I, I felt like I, I'd walked by my sister and, and looked in and went, "Ooh, I wish I hadn't seen that." Yeah, and I, I understand that. So but, anyway, meanwhile, back at the ranch. Uh, let's see, Spiderhead. We're going to talk about that. And Father of the Bride. Let me ask you one question. It's going to tip you off a little bit how I feel about this movie. Could they have possibly thrown in anything else into that wedding blender? <laughs> Everything. There were so many plots going on, so many weird family things going on. I just wish it had been funnier. I know, me too. And and that's the thing. It was, you know. Well, uh, I was bored for the... That last 24 minutes where they were, like, scrambling to make the wedding happen, that was pretty cool. That was fun. It was fun. And the Immortals or whatever. Right. (laughs) The great Grandpa's old band band or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. All that was good. The the earlier stuff was like, oh. And I'm just Because you know what? Part of it is Andy Garcia can't do funny. I know. He really is not. He's a serious actor. Yeah. Look at Godfather 3. Yeah. (laughs) I'd rather not. I'd rather not, too. Okay, so, anyway, we're giving you a little preview here. And old, the old man. We, oh. We're going to talk about that, too. Yeah, the that's, old man, we're going to talk about that. Uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, and that's uh, how many part series? What, what, how many I episodes? Don't I don't know either. So there's, just, there's two as of today on FX, Hulu, or whatever the heck they call okay, it. Okay, so let's see. What else have we got here? Oh, special guest is going to be joining us, Russell Roots. We're going to be talking uh, with the director of the film exhibition Utah Film Center and their movies in the park Ooh. at Liberty Park. So we're going to talk about uh, that. That's all coming up. And let's see, streaming news. We've got that. we got the movie news. Uh, D.I.N. is going to be joining uh, us. She's going to come by. With her quirky picks and telephone torture. Now, Jeff, you got to hop on for just a second here. Telephone torture is going to be torturous today. We've got... S- Tough, tough decisions. It's going to be torture to see what uh, what you're going to go for. Well, it is Father's Day weekend, and and that should so, be torture. Well, for some, <laughs> that is for, for some. some. <laughs> so, in to keep the the playing field level, because we ramped up the gift for Mother's Day weekend, we thought, well, there's there's so many good movies out, we should treat Dad and the family to a movie. But they're going to have to declare what movie they're going to bring the gang to, and then we've got some extra prizes that we're going to sweeten the pot. So we're going to do the mega tub, the mugs. The movie tickets for the family. Steve used is, to have Steve, some extra Steve prizes. is hiding some of the prizes as we speak. Yeah, Socks the Cat but, just uh, disappeared under Steve's seat. I'm a magician. <laughs> yeah, Smoke and Mirrors isn't even covering that up. Lay down, Socks, so nobody can see you. <laughs> so we'll the be, bo- we'll bottom line fun. is, cool stuff. Yeah, we'll have prizes worth up to dollars. And you're going to have to fess up, though, what movie you're going to go see so we can yeah. match the prize to exactly. you. Exactly. All right, so that's coming up. 
All right, there you have it, the movie show preview at KSL News Radio. And today we're broadcasting from the Megaplex Theaters. And at uh, 9.15 right now, we want to talk with, and <laughs> Larry Tassoni is with us, who is the vice president and f- film buyer. Larry, we got to talk about what that means. And let's see, I think I need to make sure that we have the right microphone up. Larry, your job description, please, sir. Well, good morning. Good morning. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, I'm charged with uh, screening all the movies and deciding what we're going to play and where and how and all those all those fun things. So um, it's a big job, big puzzle to yeah. it to, to make it work at all of our locations and our uh, different screen counts and things like that. Well, the screen count is something that just boggles my mind. You know, yeah, I, what are we at now? A hundred and what? Nine. Hundred and seventy. Yeah, I was going to say about in the one seventies. One seventy one across yeah. across fifteen locations. You know, I've said this huh. before. the The very first time that we we were talking with Larry, and it was out at the opening of Jordan Commons, and he was kind of giving us his vision, what he and Gail wanted this to become. He said, "I'm I'm looking toward having a hundred screens," and we just Steve and I looked at each other and we go. Wow, we know this guy's spectacular, and we know he's a dreamer. He can but, make stuff happen. Whoa, but now 100 and how many, Jeff? I think 171. So it's 171, yeah, 172. That right. Definitely yeah. 171. Yeah, yeah, definitely 171. 271, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, 5 IMAX, uh, it's it's extraordinary. Yeah. And, and what Larry does to keep it all in motion is extraordinary. Yeah, and, of course, when I was referring to Larry earlier, it was Larry Miller, and now we're talking with... <laughs> oh, I yeah. get it all the time. With Vice President <laughs> you're the Larry? Buyer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So when you're divvying up the films and deciding what goes where, what goes into that thought process? How do you determine that? Oh, it's everything. I mean, we, we have to look at the demographics of the area the theaters in uh whether that action movies play really well as opposed to family films uh the ratings r-rated films will play better in some locations than others uh then it'll come down to the projections on a movie how big it's going to be like with Lightyear, we want to have it on as many screens as we can because the demand is just there for it Uh, it's a perfect fit for our market and it's a great film so you know not to spoiler alert for the big review later um (laughs) but um but but yeah we have to you know factor in all those kind of things Uh, i mean it's it's we use a lot of analytics nowadays too Um, we've got a great team that helps us evaluate projections screening uh comments for advanced screenings that happen that you guys get to see as um, as well as uh uh, some of our guests in advance and we, we take all of that into account to help us decide what's the best way to play a film and how and how many screens, and, and so on and so forth. Now, some screens, I, w- I would imag- imagine you can just be ubiquitous. You know, you put them anywhere, they're going to be great. But are there tougher movies to place? You may Like something that's a little more artsy, or something that maybe favors the Latter-day Saint community, a you know, local film like that. It, it, how, how do you decide, and, and where are the hot spots for certain things, like a, the biggest action movie? Where would you put that? Where would you put the local film that maybe has the LDS a twist to it sure yeah there are i mean obviously the demographics of our state are 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 pretty well known by our community right um the you know the films for the lds faith are going to play really well in locations down in utah county southern utah um northern up in the logan area um uh, i mean they play pretty well across the state in general but sure sure um 
But then you look at, we do a lot of Spanish language films out at our Valley Fair location. Right, um, and that's right. the only location. We've, we've brought in a lot of the, the Indian cinema films to our location out at the district in South Jordan. Um, there's a high uh, population demographic that likes to see those films out in that area. Um, so we've uh, worked hard to bring those films in there for a long time. Um, horror movies also do well up in like Ogden, uh, the Ogden area, as well as the Valley Fair locations. But then some of our, our largest flagship locations like Jordan Commons or the District, you can play almost anything there. Yeah, and yeah. Thanksgiving Point um, in Lehigh with the um, Silicon Slopes booming and a lot of influx from people out of the state, that has grown. And it used to be family films, um, more uh, like PG-rated films would do better, as opposed to now you can play almost anything in a location like right. that. Now, we're in the luxury theater, and in Holiday, you guys call it Cottonwood Theater, but I call it the Holiday Theater. In the Holiday Theater, you know, there, there are limited screens there. And how do you decide when there are limited screens like that and you're having a huge weekend, how do you decide what to play in, in like, the Cottonwood location? It, those are the toughest locations for us to book because the fewer the screens, um, the harder it is for us to keep up with demand. And especially at this time of the year, there are so many big films coming out week after week after week that it's hard to hold films for a very long period of time. So... The only fair way for us to do it, to not play favorites with our studio partners, right. is to let the consumers decide with their dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the films that, that have the highest gross will stay on screen because the, the demand is clearly there. Have you ever had a movie that has just absolutely blown your mind one way or the other? One, you expected it to just be killer, and it wasn't what you thought it would be. Or you thought, it, yeah, that's kind of a cute little movie. We'll put it in here. And it just blew up. Oh, yeah. A recent example of that was The Lost City, Yeah, the Sandra Bullock film. Like We expected that film to do very well. Yeah. It was a great, fun film to watch, and it was the little engine that could. It just kept going and going. It was the Energizer Bunny. It just, it, it just didn't stop. And I think we've just recently, in the last couple of weeks, finally, it, it came off of some of our um, uh, last few locations. Um, and, and it happens. Uh, I'll come out of a screening yeah. and, and love a film. Yeah. Um, the, the recent Nicolas Cage movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, I thought that was a hoot. It was funny. It was entertaining. And nobody came out to see it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's a marketing issue on the, on the distributor side of it or not, or the rating might have affected it. But on a national level, it just it's really underperformed. And I think... People will come back around to it and see it later and go, man, why didn't I see this in the theaters? Right, right. You know, we were commenting on that, you know, Lost City. Uh, we watched that, and, and honestly, we didn't give it the highest of reviews, but it was. It was the little engine that could. It stayed in the top ten forever. I think what was it was 11 weeks. I think it was the first week that it's out of the top ten. I think so. And it was just cranking out, you know, the millions here and the millions there, and pretty soon millions here and millions there add up. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay, as you look at the summer, what is the one film you're... I mean, there are a gazillion great films right now, but what's one you personally want to see the most? The one that I can't wait to see, and this is because I'm a huge MCU fan, yeah. is Thor. 
Thor. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. I can't wait to see that one. I'm, I'm super excited for that. Um, that's huge, big blockbuster. I'm probably not in the minority saying something like that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, the one that uh, I have had a chance to see and loved it and can't wait to see it again is Elvis. Oh, yeah. Um, I love that movie, too. That, uh, I guess, are, you know, moviegoers are going to love that film. Uh, Baz Luhrmann is a great director. Um, Moulin Rouge and the Great Gatsby yeah. version with Leonardo DiCaprio. He he has big spectacle in his films and the way that he is, uh, the way he makes his films. It lends itself perfectly to Elvis um, and his life. And the story that they tell is amazing. A lot of people probably don't know this version of, of his yeah. life and what he went through and behind the scenes. And the music is great. And it's an infusion of of new new music with the old music and, and styles and um that that's a great movie coming out next week so. and tom hanks too is, oh. is just amazing there, there were there were times in that movie one of my favorite kind of not top star billing actors but great actors of all time sydney greenstreet i love sydney greenstreet in casablanca in you know christmas uh, in connecticut i mean whatever it is he is so amazing, and there were times when Hanks kind of reminded me of him as he was playing Colonel Tom Parker, and so I'm, I'm glad you like that. Hey, on that note, we probably ought to take a break. We could talk forever, and hopefully we'll be able to chat again. Larry, thank you so much for joining us here on the movie show as we originate the show from the Gateway Luxury Theaters in downtown Salt Lake City. Let's take a break, and we'll come right back with more of the infamous movie show. And now, the big movie review. Doug and Steve tell you exactly what they think of the biggest release of the week. Okay, you know, Steve, I'm going to make an executive decision here because we're going to want to talk about Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. And you know what an enormous respect and what a stickler I am for being right on time. I've heard that about you. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I mean, the news department knows I'm legendary. So we got about a minute until news, and we just can't give that little amount of time to Buzz Lightyear. I appreciate that. Thank you. Am I right or am I right? You're right. Absolutely. Because I'm going to take at least four or five minutes, and we'll give you 30 seconds. That's usually how it works. You know, to, to you know give your <coughs> rendition of whatever. So let's give a little preview. Still to come, big movie review. We've got movie news for you. we got a lot of things in store. And, of course, telephone torture. You're not going to want to miss that today. And that could pop up at any time because Jeff the Whipple has uh, come up with Prize is worth up to dollars. Am I right, Jeff, or am I right? It is Father's Day weekend. We we want to salute the dads. Congratulations, gentlemen. Happy Father's Day. And Thank you. For the fathers well. out there, we're going to uh, we're going to ramp up the prize and bring Dad and the gang to the movies. And you have to tell us which movie you're going to go see, and then we will ramp up the prize package accordingly. We're going to customize the prize based on the movie you want to see. Does it get better than that, Steve? It is exactly nine thirty. And now, the big movie review. Doug and Steve tell you exactly what they think of the biggest release of the week. And this time, we're really going to do the big movie review of the week, and it's Lightyear. Let's get some sound on Lightyear. Ready, Captain Lightyear? I'm going to grant you four minutes to be off planet, but then you come right back to us. To infinity. And beyond. Buzz Lightyear to Star Command. Come in, Star Command. What is happening right now? Sucks. How long were we gone? Meow, 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 meow. 62 years, (laughs) seven months, and five days. What? What? 
Socks is the star of this movie. <laughs> he absolutely is. He, he is Which begs the question, amazing. if this was the movie that inspired Andy to yeah. buy the toys, where the heck is Socks? I know. Socks isn't even in the toy box. No, but that's kind of foresight into... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They couldn't get everything right. I, I don't know how to say this, but I loved this movie. And I, to tell you the truth... I was a little like, oh, you know, sometimes the spinoffs, you know, we all love Toy Story, and you go, okay, well, you know, how's this going to be? Because Buzz Lightyear's kind of a unique character. Yeah, you know, he was kind you of know? an arrogant yeah, dude. he's back. pompous and yeah. everything else. and but Especially you know, in Spanish mode. Yeah, I love him. But, you know, when you get the backstory on him, which we do here, we go back to his time as a ranger. We go back to a, a great partner of his. You know, that's where to infinity and beyond comes from. Right. And it, I don't want to even give away too much because it is just so cool. Anyway, they get stranded, and they're on this weird planet where there are all kinds of strange things that are always entangling you, and you just chop them off and just, you know, it becomes a daily routine. Oh, there it is, chop, you know. And there's so many running factors in the movie that are so much fun, but we learn so much about him. And every time he tries to save... Because he made a mistake. How big a mistake can be argued, and was it all his fault can be argued. But they're on this maroon planet, and he feels responsible, and he feels responsible to get them off. And his commander, ultimately, believes that he can and encourages the mission. But when it, every time he goes, he's gone for, like you heard Sock say, 62 years. Yeah. Well, you know, all of a sudden somebody's really old. And so... We find it's multi-generational, trying to get off this planet. We get to know these characters. We get to know the backstory on Buzz Lightyear. Socks is introduced in as a companion for him. Yeah, he's just, he's an emotional support animal. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, you could even take uh, you know the socks into even Walmart. though he's an AI. You yeah. Know, he... Exactly. So, I really like the movie. I really did. I'm giving it like three and a half stars. Oh, that's adorable. No, isn't that cute? No, no, I, 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 I get it. And I, the thing about when you do a spinoff versus a sequel or a prequel, especially when it's Toy Story, I really missed the other characters. I uh, missed Woody, and I missed their camaraderie. I mean, I know they couldn't make a spinoff Woody Western, or maybe they could. I don't know. Well, they just have get, a log Get Costner to play it. But... <laughs> I, it, I, I enjoyed the film, but I felt like it was more geared towards a younger audience. Uh, that The time traveling thing kind of made me a little melancholy because as he kept coming back and these people were, you know, another generation and he was all alone. And see, I thought that's what gave it depth and texture. No, I, I, I understand that. And I think that's the part with, that the, the grownups are going to. Latch on and to. that's where socks become so valuable. If socks is the only real common denominator, exactly. You know? I, I thought his little gang that they went up against Zork that got a little silly and a little yeah. goofy. Um, I, I like the film. I gave it a B minus. I think it's uh, definitely worth seeing. Um, but boy, that Pixar magic that I. Yeah. Love so much in Toy Story, Toy Story. It just wasn't quite there. Really? Yeah. Well, let's talk to the people that really know what they're talking about. And what do you think, Jeff? I like the film. Yeah. I, I like the stories. Um, it was fascinating. And, and last night I actually saw a making of this film. Really? A little, a little story behind the scenes. And we have taken for granted Pixar's magic. What they do in this film, and, and they were talking to the, the director of the film and his, his artistic team, 
who were just all about the little buttons, yeah. the little mechanisms that Buzz Lightyear lives by. Yeah, yeah. And we just take, you know, take for granted the fact that these are pixels on a screen. This, this is yeah. not acting. It's extraordinary. The, the, the visual effects, it's stunning. Um, and the other thing that I, I factor in is the generation that grew up with Toy Story has their own children now. Right. My daughter has seen the film. She loved this film but is not quite ready to take her two-and-a-half-year-old twins to see it. Right. For that, for that reason, because it's, it's an adventure geared for a, an older audience. This is the movie that Andy saw. Yeah. And that's, that's, a fun, that's a fun setup for me. Yeah. What about you, Larry? Well, I agree with both of you uh, in your but evaluations. Me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, when your name's on the show, you know. <laughs> um, but Jeff's right as well that, you know, this is like, if you like going to a, a big action film, sci-fi adventure, that's what this is. It's just animated and around Buzz Lightyear. Right. Mean, so it really appeals to so many different audiences. It's not just a... Oh, this is for the kids because it's it's a cartoon and you know it's only for families. Like if you like a Star Wars or a Marvel or a DC action uh, adventure, this you know this is a great film. Um, it is interesting though to remove Buzz from the rest of his Toy Story companions. My daughter, yeah. that's twelve, immediately after the screening said to me, "Do you think they'll do their own movie for Woody?" And I said, well, in the Toy Story universe, he had his own TV show. So technically he's had his, you know, they've they've explained that. And so um, his interactions without the other characters does at times for me also felt like it was missing a little bit. But if you can separate that out and just look at it in the context of the Buzz, Buzz Lightyear world on its own that spawned his toy that made it to Andy's room, I think that made it okay for me. And I was able to then just enjoy this for what it was. And I, I agree, Socks is the breakout character. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to look up the actor afterwards, and apparently he also did the voice for Remy's brother from the Ratatouille film. Oh, really? Um, so that's the same actor, uh, which the two voices are, seem completely different to me. But... Um, I just thought it was full of adventure. My kids were just glued to the screen in certain scenes. So many fun Easter eggs and callbacks to the original Buzz um, f- character from the Toy Story movies. Yeah. Some of the lines that he said. Yeah, the lines. Yeah, I mean, so many of them that I'd love to like say right now, but I don't want to spoil it for, for those who haven't seen it yet. Um, that just throughout the whole thing that sum up his character and the, his essence that just goes back and shows you that, yeah, that toy and how he acted when he came to life for the first time in Andy's room was right off the screen. And, yeah, uh, it, yeah I mean, it, it's a really interesting connection back into the Toy Story stuff. So It's it's a fun movie. It really is. So Steve is giving it a B-. I'm giving it a 3.5. Let's go on the four-star scale. What I, would you go? I'm, I'm closer to the 3.5 range. How about yeah. you, Larry? Yeah, I would agree. I would give it a 3.5. So what we're all saying here, <laughs> 946 at KSL News Radio. Let's take a break, and we will come right back. That's the review of Lightyear, and just happens to be showing in a Megaplex theater near you. Brief break, we'll be right all back. All of them. <laughs> wow. And time for our news here at KSL News Radio. 
This is Lowell Thomas speaking, flashing to you the news of the world. We return now to the KSL Newsreel. The biggest stories from the world of movies, cinema, and the star-studded glamour of Hollywood. Spider-Man, No Way Home, returning to theaters with new Spidey scenes. It's going to be back in theaters September 2nd. Marvel is saying that uh, they're putting, they're calling it, the more fun stuff version. <laughs> Releasing it in celebration of the 60th anniversary of Spider-Man in the comics and the 20th anniversary of Tobey Maguire's debut, the very first Spider-Man movie 20 years ago. I know. Toby McGuire. ridiculous. Holy cow. And tickets go on sale August 9th. And while we've got Jeff here, Jeff, are, uh, is that on the docket? And maybe Larry would know on this one, too. Is this on the docket and making plans for the Megaplex? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, we're going to pass on this one. Right? No. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one we'll just keep playing. Yeah. As long as it's available. Boy, no kidding. All right. What have you got, Stephen? Well, nobody puts baby in the corner forever. Mm. No, really. It turned, according to Collider.com, Lionsgate has announced a sequel to Dirty Dancing, not that Havana Nights thing, which really oh. wasn't part of this one. Yeah, lay bad cinema. Uh, it will be starring Jennifer Grey. She will be back as Francis Baby Houseman. As a grandma? She's returning to Kellerman's Resort. This film is set, though, in the 90s. In the 90s. So it'll be like 30 years later, three decades after the original film was set. Production begins later this year with a release date planned for early 2024. Wow. Now, despite Swayze's passing in 2009, the filmmakers are working with his estate to have Johnny Castle's presence somehow in the film in some way. Uh, Jonathan Levine, who will be directing the new film, promises we will not ruin your childhood. Yeah, good. And we will tackle the assignment with sophistication, ambition, and above all, love. And great dancing, I hope. That better be there. And wow. the original music will be there along with some new stuff. So. You wonder with the technology now, we saw a little bit of that in Ghostbusters. You know, when, when there is somebody deceased who was such a critical role. Yeah. And you, you you watch some of the ways, that the creative ways that they can bring them back. Well, even they could take stuff from Ghost. I know. And I know. That would freak people out. Yeah, that would. That but would. that would, you know, without Johnny Castle, that would be kind of. I know. Hunger Games prequel is enlisting uh, stars from West Side Story. Not so Hunger Games. We've got, we've got Josh Rivera. And uh, anyway, it's uh, going to be in production. And this is the story of uh, President Snow when he was much younger. Yes. And some of the challenges at that point. Uh, debuting in theaters worldwide November uh, 17th of 2023. And apparently Snow is the last hope for his fading lineage in this once-proud family, fallen from grace in the war, post-war capital. But he is assigned to mentor Lucy Gray, and uh, this really is weird because when they team up, Snow and Lucy race against time to survive, which all of them do. And the subtitle of this is The Songbird and the Snake. So, Steve, I'll leave it up to you. Who's the songbird? And who's the snake? I think that would be pretty obvious. I think obvious. it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Okay. What do you got? Uh, Dakota Fanning is reteaming with her Man on Fire co-star, Denzel Washington. Yes. Nearly 20 years ago, by the way. Again, one of these like, what? What? Uh, they will uh, both appear in the new, the next Equalizer 3 wow. movie. Release date is September 1st of next year. And it will be also directed by Antoine Fuqua. I hope. You know, Equalizer, I love the first one. Yeah. Second one, okay. Yeah. You know, it was all right. It's still Denzel. Yes, Denzel, and there was still lots of 
gory kind well, of you, wonderful if, scenes. Well, if you remember Man on Fire, they had a really, you know, he yeah. was their bodyguard and he was That's protecting right. her. That's right. They had a great little chemistry and they're hoping to, you know, get Boy, that what back. Are you, what are you doing? You know, take it from the Home Depot to the where to the what. I don't, <laughs> you know? He was an Uber. Wasn't he an Uber driver? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, they'll come up with something. Okay. And this is just a little quick tidbit, you know, because you know, Steve and I have talked about this for years. We, we give each other tons of grief over disagreements on movies or whatever. But, you know, it's it's amazing sometimes, you know, and, and we see it, you know, because we, we function in the cadre of critics and, you know, we'll we'll go to. And sometimes I think we get a little wrapped up in things. And one time this one really got me. I was reading this article and it said it was talking about the mixed reviews for Jurassic Park. You and I disagreed a little bit, not radically, but yeah. a little bit on this. And to show you how dramatic the difference can be, on Rotten Tomatoes, 31% for the critic reviews, 80% for the viewer reviews. You know, for Audiences are usually a lot more forgiving. For that's true. audiences, you know, who go in, buy the tickets, enjoy the popcorn, and they're out for a night out. And I thought, wow, that really dramatically, you know, 31% to 80%. So it's only a movie. Right. I, I, I read a review the other day. This guy hated Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah. I mean, he went off on it. It's the military comp, industrial complex. complex. <laughs> rah, rah, kill him. And then he was saying it was an Iranian enrichment plant. No, it's a uranium Richmond plant. It didn't say anything about Iran. And he's like, well, why are we picking on Iran? I'm like, dude, oh. watch the freaking movie. I know. I know. I mean, I... I it's a little bit like... Sometimes... The old, remember the old Saturday Night Live thing where What's-Her-Name would come on? Oh, with Jane her, Curtain? Yeah. She, no, it was... Uh, it was um, that's right. Uh, Gilda Ratner. Oh, Gilda, yeah, yeah, And yeah. she'd come on, I'm Never so mind. tired about, you know, we're talking about... Presidential... Violins uh, in movies. What are we talking about violins in movies? And you know, <laughs> then they go, uh, it's violence in movies. Never mind. You know, and it's... That was a, like the presidential election. Yeah. And she thought it was something else. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> well, okay, so there you go. That's movie news. Yeah. Anything else? I, no, that's it. No, that's it. I'm tapped out as well. 9.56 at KSL News Radio on the movie show today is coming to you from the Megaplex Theaters here at Gateway and the Luxury Theaters. Well, how long has it been now, Jeff, since since this opened as the Luxury Theaters? So we did the grand opening, the grand reopening uh, for James Bond. Oh, that's right. In October of last year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the the paint's still wet on some of these walls. It's it's been it's a, it's still a brand new building. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it is. With and Dolby Dolby Atmos sound in every auditorium, luxury seating, laser projection. It really, if you haven't seen this building in a while, you really haven't seen it. It it truly is remarkable. And you know, each and every one, Larry, all of the theaters, I have been so impressed. You know, when we recently had the twentieth anniversary. Of Jordan Commons. What was that? Three years ago this yeah. November, I think. And, you know, it, it looks just great. It looks brand new. And the way you guys keep up the theaters is just amazing. We have we have such an incredible staff. We have visitors come in from, from the studios in Hollywood, and they, they're shocked yeah. because theaters don't wear this well, usually. And uh, we're, we're very grateful. The Miller family is heroic in, in their 
love of movies and wanting to take care of the guests. And when you think of how dramatic the changes are, uh-oh. And look what Sox just dragged in. I know. Sox just dragged in. You know, we, <laughs> we took him away from his Christmas decorations once again. And here we have the big kahuna. Tall and tan and... And, and fully decorated. Blake, how are you? I'm good. I didn't even get a warm-up to that. Walked right in. <laughs> Walked right in. Welcome we, to the hot seat. <laughs> I know. We just throw him right under the bus the second he, he comes in. You know, we were just bragging on these amazing theaters of yours. And with each anniversary, you know, whether it was the 20th anniversary almost three years ago now of the uh, original Jordan Commons, I, where we sit today, the work and the updating, and you know, back in the day when we were still talking 35 millimeter, and for a really cool movie, maybe 70 millimeter, and wow, you guys, every theater that you own is just right up to date. Well, you know, I, I'm happy to hear you say that, Doug. You know, it was really uh, a wonderful experience to be able to be shut down during during COVID, and to have a family like the Millers come in and say, "Look." We'll be back. Let's put some money into these theaters. The Jordan Commons, the Gateway, our first two Megaplex theaters, needed some updating, needed some uh, refreshing. And, wow, did, did, did they do it right. I mean, oh. this Gateway Theater, I, I spoke with a group of a Sandy Chamber yesterday, and they were all just bragging about how wonderful it is to come back here to Gateway. And, yeah. you know, Gateway went through a hard time, a real hard time there. And if you haven't been back to Gateway for a while, it's time to come back. It's beautiful down here. Oh, no question. They do a great job on the Olay and, and the decorations and the entertainment and the food here and the movies now. It's just a great place to be. It really is remarkable. And, you know, for many, just just keeping up with the technology. Yeah. You know, we were talking, we went from 35 millimeter and 70 millimeter, and now it's all digital projection, Atmos sound, and everything else. You know, just to keep up with the technology, but the aesthetics and the look of these theaters, it's incredible. We'll be talking more about that, but we wanted to drag you right into the conversation. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, you're right about technology. You guys remember Julie Withers. She was back in town yesterday, and she said, she lives in Florida now, she says, I've never seen a theater that has... All Atmos, all heated reclining seats, uh, you know, all, all the bells and whistles, lasers projection in every auditorium. And that's what we have here. at yeah. Gateway. It, it is remarkable. We're going to take a break here at the top of the hour and uh, we'll continue uh, giving you the movie reviews, the movie news, the streaming news. We've got telephone torture, which uh, Jeff has customized or will customize to the movie that you select that you are going to go see with all kinds of swag and goodies. So stay with us here on the movie show. It's 10 a.m. This is KSLFM Midvale, KSL AM, Salt Lake City Radio. The movie show. We'll soon find out that some wizarding families are better than others, Potter. You don't want to go making friends with the wrong sort. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The movie show today coming to you from downtown Salt Lake City. We're very close to Broadcast House. I can't even remember the last time. I don't remember, even know how we, to get we, there. we did one remote broadcast from the studio with because it was in the COVID era. Oh, right, right. And, right. But that's the only time we've done a Every show. Every time I go in there, it's remodeled. I know. You know, it's. It, we've, 
I, I used to be eight track, and then <laughs> <laughs> used to be eight track. Then there were the wax cylinders that yeah, we used to we play. Yeah, the wax cylinders. All the good stuff. Well, anyway, we are downtown Salt Lake City, but we are at the Gateway Luxury Theaters from the Megaplex Theaters. We'll be talking more about what's going on at Megaplex. But I wanted to talk right now. We have a special guest who is joining us, and uh, very pleased to have the director of film exhibition. With the Utah Film Center, Russell Roots is with us. Russell, welcome to the movie show. Thank you, Doug. It's great to be here. Hey, we got to talk about what you guys are doing uh, with with outdoor exhibition, and it's at Liberty mm-hmm. Park. Tell us what's uh, in store this summer. Well, we've got a really great family-friendly selection of films at Liberty Park starting at 8 o'clock this evening and running all the way through August 26th. So what what are some of the movies that we're going to be seeing, Russell? Ah, well, I mean, uh, we start off with a collection of, uh, you know, outdoor films. So we have uh, Can You Dig This starting this evening, which is a, a really great and uplifting story about uh, the black community in Los Angeles uh, beginning urban gardening to resolve the, the problems they have with uh, a food desert situation. And then we move into films like Troublemakers, the story of Land Art, that really tells the story about the the wonderful people, the brilliant people who put together the land art in the American Southwest, including our own spiral jetty and sun tunnels. And then uh, we have The Ground Between Us, which is uh, the following Friday, July 1st. And it's really about the complex legacy and history of uh, public lands and public land usage, which uh, <clears throat> included some footage and some interviews around the Bears Ears area. It sounds like you've got some terrific movies, and I, I can't help but both Steve and I love this movie, Summer of Soul. When is that going to show? Oh, that film is great. Oscar-winning Summer of Soul. I'm so excited to be able to show that one. Uh, we're doing that one Friday, July 29th at 8 o'clock at Liberty Park, and we're doing that in collaboration with KRCL Music Meets Movies program. So uh, it's just uh, a super exciting opportunity to be able to share that with the public. Wolfwalkers, also, I'm noticing oh, on the list. Film. I have not seen that. That's but that Celtic animated yeah. film? Oh. Steve yeah. Steve really liked what that movie. What a great little movie. Yeah, it's a wonderful movie. That's part of our Tumbleweeds Family uh, Tumbleweeds Films for Kids Festival. And that's a really great film. Yes, it is uh, of Celtic origin. And it's uh, from the same group that did Secret of Kells, if you're familiar with that one, which yep. is a really great right. film. My, my child loves Secret of Kells. So um, excited to be able to show that one as well. Um, you know, again, um, I'm just excited to be able to present all of the films. Um, you know, what's another one of your favorites you'd like to know more about? Oh, boy. You know, let's talk about uh, the biggest little farm. You know, I, I, I want to hear oh, more about that one, yes. too, because I, I've heard people rave about that. And a few of these I have not seen. Sure, sure. So the biggest little farm is really about this little farm that could uh, this Filmmaking couple decides they want to start a farm to be able to provide a better life for their dog. And as this story begins to unfold from their adopted dog, it turns into they've got a farm, but now they've got to, you know, plant the right plants. They've got to have the right animals and they've got to really get everything in the harmony to have um, the self-sustaining farm in the in the California Valley. And it takes them on this journey they never expected. That's really beautiful and really inspiring. And it's also organic. Everything on the yeah. farm, no pesticides. They had a problem with snails attacking their plants. Yeah. They sent the ducks yep. out. 
The ducks went nuts. Yep. Yeah. The snails were going in like 20 minutes. Snail fest. Oh, they were like going crazy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, for those who are really excited, and they, they love to do things like this, because it's not just, you know, uh, a, a typical uh, viewing experience in your home, certainly. and mm-hmm. But you're with... You're you're in a communal environment in a public park seeing an outdoor film. How do you actually present it, and where in Liberty Park will we find this? So uh, it's over by the volleyball courts on the 7th Street side of Liberty Park. Okay. Uh, there is a parking lot right next to our venue, uh, and the Utah Film Center van will be out there. Um, so look for those items. And also look for the 20-foot inflatable screen, which is roughly about 25-foot itself. Um, so we have this very large inflatable screen, and we'll have a PA system out there, and uh, we're expecting, you know, hundreds of people per screening. So um, it's a really, really wonderful experience to be able to watch movies under the stars in the summer, which is super magical. So um, the films are are being RSVP'd pretty quickly. So uh, if any of these films sound interesting to your to your audience out there. They should act fast because the, the tickets are going quickly. Well, let's talk about that. How do we get tickets? Uh, you can RSVP for tickets at utahfilmcenter.org, and you can see it right on our front page, our summer film series at Liberty Park. And what, what is the cost associated with this, Russell? It's absolutely free. Well, now that's a deal. That's a ticket I can live with. <laughs> Steve just lit up. You, you should see him, Russell, right now. So, again, give us the website again. Sure, it's utahfilmcenter.org. And things begin tonight at 8 p.m., and the movie you're kicking off with is Can You Dig This? That's correct. The doors open at 8 p.m., and the film will start roughly around dusk, which is essentially about 9 o'clock. Russell, we really appreciate you joining us here on the movie show. Keep us posted, okay? We like to know what's happening with cinema in all of its different venues and arrays uh, in our community, and we really appreciate you joining us here on the show today. No problem, Doug. Absolutely, Steve. I would love to be back. Russell Roots, director of the film exhibition with the Utah Film Center. I kind of like to know what he meant by the doors will open. It was metaphorical. Figurative. Ah, imaginative doors. The doors to your imagination, the doors to entertainment, the doors to joy and happiness and peace and world. Well, in other words, you have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, it is 10.15 here at KSL. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back with more of The Movie Show. The Movie Show. What a piece of junk. She'll make point five past light speed. She may not look like much, but she's got it where it counts, kid. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, Steve. Yeah. You know, we have the Big Kahuna. We do. Blake Anderson is here with us, president of Big Kahuna. So we better say Big nice Blake. things. No, 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 oh, no. No? No. We're going to be normal. But I'll tell you what we are going to do. He so loves telephone torture. Oh, no. You're going to make him be That it's for... time. <laughs> it's It's time. For a little well, there goes our reputation with the Megaplex. And theme. now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time. I keep waiting for the theme song. It's, it's time coming. For, there. <laughs> you're right him, on top of it. You're going to make him pick Couple the number, of, too? Timing is everything. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I am going to make Blake pick the number. So I'm thinking of a number. Who's cleaning this up? 
cleaning up what? My Are you thoughts? kidding? Wow. Well, that's kind of a half. I still think we should be paid for this. <laughs> I, I agree. I'm willing to actually yeah, give you the money. The number, right? Doug, is magically six, I guess. It is something. six. See, I've, I've established the connection. I not only Clean up aisle three. <laughs> I've not only invaded Steve's mind, but now. I wormed my way into. <laughs> well, that, you should be terrified. I am. We are looking for caller number six. Now, Jeff, we need to get a little guidance here because this is a unique oh, telephone torture. Oh, this is Jeff's prize thing. Fabulous prizes worth up to? Up to dollars. Dollars, yes. So we are going to ramp up since it's Father's Day weekend. Yes. Equal time for dads. So we're going to do a family, a family gift pack to come see a movie. So wow. we're ramping up the gift basket. And you have to declare what movie you're going to go see, and then we've got swag that goes with that film because there are so many fun film titles out there, either either that's currently playing or coming up in the near future. Okay, so we will customize it to your viewing taste. Exactly. Look how Steve keeps hiding He's socks. Hiding no, I, socks. I couldn't I, see Jeff. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. No, I, I hope a nice kid gets this. That's some cool swag. We, we, have, is, we, we have Jurassic swag. We have, we have Lightyear swag. We have Minions. Minions, Top Gun, all kinds of fun things. Swag so, are us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So let's go to the phone line with all of this up for grabs. And we're looking for caller number six. And hi, you're caller number one. So guess what? Hello? Hello? Yes, that's hi. Michael. Michael, you're number one. Oh, darn. Oh, darn. <laughs> Shucky darn. Life's full of disappointments. I know. I know. So we need to hit the button on you, Michael. Here we go. You lose. Yeah. Good day, sir. All right. We just took care of that. Dispatched, Michael. Now I keep staring at that uh, I know. It keeps jumping dude. around. At one point, I thought somebody was doing acrobatics in there. I thought it, at had... one point, it freezes and does jazz hands. Have you yeah. noticed that? Yeah. I know. Right there, he's doing jazz hands. We got one of those little floppy dealies. You, you know, you know, it's you from know that that's movie, from Nope. nope. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the prop for Nope. So. The Jordan Peele horror film that's yeah. coming. Okay. Meanwhile, back to telephone torture. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get it. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> nope. He thought we were nope. in a car wash here. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hi, you're calling number two. Who's this? This is Vicky. Vicky, you seem like such a nice person, but I, I've got to tell you, you're a loser. Wow. Dude. Uh, well, know. I'll try again. <laughs> there you go. See, that's the movie show spirit. Good I'm a, luck, I'm a Vicky. loser, but... I'll try again. Last last week, somebody who lost in the fir- earlier that's round right. came back around and won. I know. So it's, right. It is I possible. Turned their life he around. He was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, we turned his life around. All right, now let's go back to the phone line. Hi, who's this? Hello. I knew you'd run out of callers. <laughs> We've by now offended everybody. He- he- hello. Are you hearing anybody even breathe? Uh, I'm not. We probably ought to go to another line then. Okay. You know, or we could just stay with this for a long time and probably shouldn't bore think. everybody to death. Hi, who's this? Hello. Oh, we so get a discount. <laughs> <laughs> well, we made it. We made it to two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See that? Okay. You know, Are they panicking? And- hey, get us a live one, will you? Okay. A live loser is all I'm asking for. An LL, live loser. Hi, who's this? This is Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> you, you, I think he's in a box. You, you don't sound very happy, Jerry. Well, I'm happy that I got through. It, it's it's a joy, go. isn't it, to get through and be yeah. a potential winner, but you got to embrace what's really happening to you here. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm a what, loser. You're a loser. Yeah, that's true. Let's make it official. Here we go. Oh, I'm a loserizer? <laughs> I have no idea where that came from. I'm sure that's a real thing. I'm not sure either. Hi, who's this? Your caller number four. I can't. Right? Caller number I lost four. track. All right. Hi, who's this? This is Paul. Paul, you sound out of breath. Did you run to the phone? Or are you running from the phone? Uh-huh. Uh, Paul, you know we're looking for number six. Yeah. You're, and you're number four. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Embrace it. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're a loser. <laughs> okay. Keep trying. <laughs> He's going to keep trying to be a loser, which is ambition, I always say. You're never going to get Blake back in here. <laughs> I know. He's just going to go, has that check cleared I, yet? I'm just thinking we should have went for two. Oh, <laughs> no, it's it's a gift. You know, Everyone's this, a winner. You know, everybody yeah. just wants more of being losers. So that was loser. We, we need those T-shirts. Back. Are we ever going to hit the button on him? Because losing sucks. Ooh, there's Carl. That just put it right down on the bottom line. Now we go, this will be the last loser. That, are you relieved, Blake? <laughs> Very much I so. hear angels singing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, your caller number five. Who's this? Hi, this is Michael. I made it back in. Ooh, Ooh you're still a, a loser. A t- <laughs> as, Blake, I, as Blake so eloquently said, you are still a loser. Wow. Darn. Oh, that Darn. breaks my heart. Man, that is a tough one to take. Yeah, yeah. He tried so hard. He almost made it. But he's Michael, st- you, you write into us. Jeff will take care of you with it. For two calls, you got to get something, buddy. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Like maybe, you know. Steve's lawn clippings? Yeah, or something. We'll, something. Get, we'll give Michael something. That's a, that's a dedicated. Okay, well, why don't you stay on the line, okay? Are you, are you still there? Hey, yes, Doug. Okay, we're going to put you on hold because through the mercy of Blake. <laughs> divine intervention. Divine intervention has, has come your way today. And now it won't be the big super prize, but I've got six kernels of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> that he's manhandled. But, but we are going to. Somehow take care of you. Yay. Yay. <laughs> You're welcome, Michael. No, he's already on hold. He's already on hold. <laughs> Let's hope. Did, did we lose her eyes, Michael? Uh, or did, yeah, was it Michael? It was Michael. It was Michael. Did we lose her eyes, him? Oh, I'm such a loser. <laughs> okay. Uh, now let's go back to the phone line because this individual is going to be the big... Wiener. Wiener, exactly. Hi, who's this? Hello? So close. (laughs) Please be Michael. (laughs) Please be Michael. No, Michael's on hold. We kind of sunk his goose, I'm afraid, on that one. Oh, okay. All right. He was just so enthralled with Michael's dilemma. He panicked. And his redemption. (laughs) We saw it live here on the radio. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Hi, who's this? This is Matt. Matt, how are you? I think I'm doing really well. I think you are, too, because you are a big wiener. Wiener. Of course you are. You are a big wiener here on the movie show, and you've won fabulous prizes worth up to? Dolares. Dolares. Absolutely. All right. Now, you have a dilemma here. You are a big wiener, but you've got a big decision. Jeff, what does he have to decide? You get to choose which movie you want to come see at a Megaplex theater, and we'll we'll set you up with a prize package for you and four guests. We'll we'll also include some additional studio swag 
So lots of movies to choose from, whether you're going to see Top Gun, Jurassic World, Lightyear that opens this weekend. Lots of different prizes in the pipeline. Even Minions are sitting over minions, there. Minions, Elvis, Elvis. Yeah, there's all kinds of things. Okay. Thor, Ragnarok, wow. or not Ragnarok, Thor, Love and Thunder. So. Love and Thunder. All right, so you've got a big decision here. For you and the cadre of people that you will be bringing along for free here at the Megaplex Theaters, which swag package do you want? I think I would like the uh, Lightyear Lightyear. An excellent choice. You have chosen wisely. And Great. does that mean that he gets Steve's little socks? He, he may have to thumb wrestle Steve for meow, 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 Steve's turning so around cool. in circles, chasing his tail. Okay. Well, hey, congratulations. You've won fabulous prizes worth up to dollars. But as you well know, and Michael really knows, there are losers out there. So what do we need to do to make all the losers feel better? We need to hear from Frank. There we go. Here we well go. done, Matt. Well done. Kitty bows to you. To the Bless Just one of the things that makes the movie show so unique. Indeed. Telephone torture. And look at Blake is over there. Just, just so thrilled with just, that. Just <laughs> beaming. I gotta yeah. tell you, you guys are still pretty high tech, even though it doesn't sound like it on the radio. It, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Was that a compliment, Steve? Well, I think it was. <laughs> I, th- I think it was. You redeemed yourself. We we redeemed ourselves. Well, you redeemed us. So well, give you. give us a few minutes. We'll be back down. All right, it is ten thirty-one. Let's take a break for our news here at the bottom of the hour at KSL. Go. The movie show. Yes, Greedo. As a matter of fact, I was just going to see your boss. Tell Java that I've got his money. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Today, the movie show is originating from the Gateway Luxury Theaters, Megaplex Theaters in the heart of downtown Salt Lake City. And, you know, we were talking, Blake, with Jeff a little earlier and. Remembering when we did our broadcast here, when you reopened and Bond was the the theme there, and you know we're not quite at a year yet, but it's it's amazing. This still, and we were talking about this earlier. It just has that new theater smell right now. It is just so nice to come into downtown Salt Lake City and have these world class theaters right up to date, the latest technology. It's incredible, and Steve and I still remember when it looked like a scene from Indiana Jones in the mine or something down here. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it, it's become my new favorite theater, and, and the reason for that is, and I love all of our theaters, is when you come to Gateway, every single auditorium is laser projection and Atmos sound, yeah. and that's really difficult to find. In fact, a lot of people were really upset that Top Gun has come off the IMAX screen to make room for uh, Jurassic World and for Toy Story. And uh, I, I, my response to them is, hey, see it in Atmos. Yeah. I mean, the planes are flying over your head. You've got the complete surround in, in the auditorium. and It is just an experience like no other. So, and, and the screens are huge here. So it's, They are huge. Yeah. <laughs> they are huge. You know, it, it's IMAX is amazing, and I love IMAX too. But, boy, with the, the technology... In a, in a quote-unquote more traditional theater, if there is such a thing in this world today, especially at Megaplex, it is incredible, the experience you get at all the theaters. But, boy, here at Gateway, this is about as good as it gets. I noticed the uh, Atmos really distinctly watching the new Elvis movie. Yeah. 
those little snippets yeah. of sound coming. Like, yeah. I actually turned around like an idiot. Like, where, 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 I yeah. do that too. Like, I'll who's talking? Yeah. I, I did the same thing. I saw Jurassic World yesterday, and I did the same thing. I mean, I literally turned my head. I thought something was coming out of the left side <laughs> yeah. of the wall, you know, and uh, it's just so cool to hear it in that kind of sound. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when, when we look at the future of cinema and where it's going and the presentation and the sound, and just in the time, you know, when you think about it in the grand scheme, we're always talking about the 25th anniversary of something or the 30th anniversary of something. And it wasn't long ago we talked about the 20th anniversary of these theaters. You are, you're still, you know, when you look at the legacy, what you guys have done in less than 25 years, it's amazing. Well, it's been fun. And, you know, one of the things that we've always said is theaters are the gathering place of the community. These are the the traditional, you know, when people would Central Square or Town Square. Theaters have become that, and that's where the community gathers now. That's why it was so hard during COVID when we just couldn't get out. A lot of people thought, oh, theaters are dead. You know, everyone's streaming now. And, you know, we we just upped the ante and and reinvested in these theaters and and, and made them nicer, bigger, better. And... uh, and it's it's paid off. People are coming back in droves. Yeah. People need that communal yeah. experience where you it's just not the same. Well, and to see a movie like Top Gun, yeah, on either an IMAX or just one of the you know incredible Atmos, you know the, the digital the projection now is it, it's just amazing. And to kind of deprive yourself of that. Uh, you know, maybe 20 years from now and you want to just watch it quickly down in your jammies in the basement, great. Certainly a place for that, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, streaming will never go away, and uh, and I think it's it's important that we have that opportunity to see those over and over again, some right. of the classics and right. things. But there is nothing like seeing it on the big screen in, 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 w- with, with other people responding. You know, you talk about a community gathering place, and when we were planning the 100th anniversary of KSL, going on the air just this past may just a little over a month ago you know we are so pleased that megaplex let us hang out here and we showed dr strange and we used your facilities you know where you could have a reception and your staff here was incredible by the time you combine our ksl promotions department and you guys it it was a, a great magical evening and it's not just gathering in the theater You've provided the atmosphere where you can gather for parties, anniversaries, corporate events. I mean, it's it's amazing what's available to make it that community gathering. So true. A lot of people don't realize that most of our megaplex theaters have event space yeah. where you can come in, you can do a catered dinner, or you can do a business meeting and then move into the auditorium and watch a movie. Or, or you know, my wife even had a baby shower at, at one of our theaters last week and just yeah. booked the room. Uh, for the baby shower. So we do all kind of weddings, uh, corporate events. I, I was talking to our events team, and they said that uh, Top Gun, people are still, we had over 35 corporate events in our events rooms on the third week of Top Gun. Yeah. So that that, it's pretty fun. It's, yeah. a good, it's a good way to reward your employees or your clients and just come out and have a really good time. Well, it's some of my favorite experiences, and this would have been back in the Harry Potter days and the Lord of the Rings days, where we'd have a, a gathering over at KSL, and then Bruce Reese was, uh, you know, the, the big boss at KSL at the time. He loved movies. And we'd just all come over here yeah. to Gateway and see a movie. It's it was a, so much fun. I read a, an article in the Wall Street Journal not long ago, and it said the two most talked about subjects at the water cooler in the office are 
movies and sports. Yeah. And, so, you know, everyone, it doesn't matter what your prof- profession or income or, or lifestyle is, everyone loves the movies. It yep. makes a lot of fun. They absolutely do. The Megaplex Theaters, and we're broadcasting the movie show today from downtown, from Gateway, and, of course, the luxury theaters here from Megaplex. Steve, we need to review a movie. Okay. Let's do it right here and right now. Which one should we do? Uh, how about um, Cha-Cha Real Smooth? Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Here we go. Who's that? That's a mom and her kid. Do you think he would be a good sitter for you? I do not do well with sitters. But I think it might be a bit different with Andrew. Do you have a husband? I have a fiancé. Is he your soulmate? Do you believe in soulmates? I think we all have a ton of soulmates. Okay, what's this about? Uh, This is a kind of a coming-of-age story for a young man who, uh, very uh, charismatic, just got out of college, and he's come home. uh, He's like, what do I do with my life? What what are my aspirations? But he's really good about, like, getting people up and dancing and whatnot. And there's a huge Jewish community there in New Jersey. And so he becomes the uh, bar mitzvah planner like the wedding singer guy yeah kind of but he you know gets everybody else that's why the title is he's up there okay now let's cha-cha real smooth and so he'll get the old people up and they're all dancing uh he just he's at the beginning of the film he's fallen in love with a a young lady who's moving to spain and he goes home to his mom played by leslie mann and says mom i want to go to spain and be with what's her face and you know as a parent when you have a a son or daughter that's in their early 20s and you can tell that they're you know really excited about something but it's probably not going to last yeah and so he ends up meeting um uh, dakota johnson's character who she's a mother with a young uh, daughter who's the main character's brother is they're in the same class the two kids are uh and he's had his bar mitzvah and that's how uh andrew the the lead has decided to make this as a profession um, but he's really enamored with um, with Dakota Johnson's character, and uh, but she's engaged to a guy, and you know he's just trying to ingratiate himself. Yeah. And uh, you know the daughter's uh, autistic, and so occasionally needs to be you know watched while right. mom wants to go out and do something. And so now he figures that's a good way to work his way in is to you know babysit the the, the daughter Lola, and uh, that maybe somehow that uh, uh, Domino is her name, Dakota's character will kind of fall for him sure but this is one of those awkward mo- movies that where you're like oh dude you're uh, you're kind of messing up here because this isn't going to go how you think and there's one beautiful scene where he realizes that she's engaged to a guy and he's a lawyer and comes in and out of town and at one time he like oh, he's at the house and then he gets in his car and he's about to drive away and the guy comes out and i thought oh no what's going to happen here and he says son are you okay and the kid goes I'm just a stupid kid. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I know the feeling. Oh, wow. So he wasn't mean about it at all. Yeah, he just wanted yeah. to make sure he was okay. It's a really sweet little movie. And it is playing at a Megaplex theater near you. Uh, and it also is on uh, Apple TV Plus. Okay. But it, it's, it was a, a hit at, uh, uh, at Sundance. It, Apple paid $15 million for this movie. So wow. this would be one that would definitely be worth seeing on the big screen because it has the music and uh, it's just a sweet little movie. Okay. It is rated R. And title again is? Uh, it's Cha-Cha Real Smooth. It's rated R, and I gave it a B plus. Okay. Brief break, and we'll come right back with more of the movie show from the Gateway Luxury Theaters from the Megaplex Theaters in downtown Salt Lake City. 
The Movie Show. You could just write your own rules, you know, write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you going to do? I have my own club. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Movie Show coming to you from the Gateway Luxury Theaters, the Megaplex Theaters here in downtown Salt Lake City. All right, I think it's time for some streaming news. Ah, here okay. we go, streaming news. Planning on a weekend of binge watching? Streaming your favorite movie or a new show? Doug and Steve sort through it all, so you only binge the best. It's the movie show streaming reviews on KSL News Radio. Steve Jerry Seinfeld has assembled a cast that is beyond belief for his feature directorial debut, and it's all about his beloved breakfast dessert pastry, the Pop Tart. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. It, it's I a, saw the title of a Pop-Tart. I know. Unfrosted Ooh. is the title. Unfrosted, the Pop-Top, the Pop-Tart Tart. story. I'll get it right. Pop-Tart story from Netflix. Wow. Get this. Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Amy Schumer, Hugh Grant, James Marsden, and it goes on from there. But it's set in Michigan, 1963. And, quote, Kellogg's and Post's sworn cereal rivals race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast forever. A tale of ambition, betrayal, sugar, and menacing milkmen. <laughs> uh, so, that sounds like fun. There you go. I mean, you know, it sounds hilarious, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Seinfeld. All right. I love the B movie. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Too. Nick Muhammad. Do you remember? This is the kid that plays Nate on Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He actually lives in Richmond where they film... The show, Ted Lasso. Cool. The problem is, you know, Nate's arc went from like the he bubbling. Is, he is the most hated person on the show right now. Well, get this. He lives there, yeah. and he goes out. They used to go to restaurants and stuff. Like, oh, my God. Are Nate. they calling him the things that they used to call Ted <laughs> that we can't call <laughs> yeah. him here? <laughs> he says it's become extremely awkward. When he read the script where they were going, he's like, oh, no, I live here. How are we going to do <laughs> this? Right. They have, oh, here's the funny part. He, at the end of the, he goes to West Ham. He, that's yeah. his new team. Yeah. So West Ham sent him a jersey with his last <laughs> name on it, Mohammed. Yeah. You wonder how that went over. Oh, big. In Richmond. Yeah. So he says, I am not loved <laughs> in my hometown. And I've lived there way before Ted Lasso came to shoot here. He says, yeah. uh, it's caused him considerable angst angst and it's him his wife and his kids yeah. are all getting grief so oh, man. poor guy yeah on one hand you know you kind of get a kick out of it but on the other hand you go if this is just a great tv show cut the guys of slack i know he says i'm just playing a character. character yeah i don't really okay sylvester stallone is going to be playing a violent mafia boss who isn't afraid to get his hands dirty there's a trailer out for the new show called tulsa King. King. Yeah, I've seen it. I know. Have you seen it? Do you know who's writing it? Uh, who, oh, Taylor Sheridan. Yeah. Yeah, I know. When does this guy sleep? He has at least, CBS Sunday Morning did a whole piece on him. He's got like 12 projects. I know. It's 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 insane. I don't know how he does it. Then he has his big ranch and everything else that he does. That he owns over 50% of the 6666. Uh, six ranch. How many? Was, four, yes, four sixes. Four, four sixes, so it's not satanic. Yeah, not the... Okay, anyway, this is the story of an aging Italian mobster. 
uh, released from prison, and he's tasked with reestablishing his mafia in, in Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he's and like, you got to be kidding. We only got a 30-second trailer, but anyway, uh, it releases on Paramount Plus November 13th. Just one of many. It might, they might just call it the Sheridan Channel from now on. It's Boy, ridiculous. no kidding. Crazy. Lincoln Lawyer. Now, we talked about this a couple I weeks ago. I love the Lincoln Lawyer. It's a very good little series. It's nothing like Matthew McConaughey's role, but the guy who plays him is brilliant. Lincoln Lawyer has been renewed for a second season on Netflix. It'll be a 10-episode season based on Michael Conley's uh, Lincoln Lawyer series. This is The novel is called The Fifth Witness. It's actually the fourth book in the series, which is kind of confusing, but uh, that's coming Coming up on Netflix. Okay. Well, we have Marvel. As a matter of fact, Larry is a Marvel fan over there. So let's uh, bring his microphone up there, Dallin. Because what we've got, Marvel's upcoming Disney Plus series, Ironheart, adds several members to its cast, officially begins filming right now. They've got quite a lineup. Ironheart is set to debut in the Marvel Cinematic universe in the upcoming film black panther wakanda forever now do you have any backstory have you seen any of this yet no not yet um disney is very very protective of of any of the uh any of the information with the mcu a lot of times they don't even screen the movies for us until like two days before it releases to the general public so we just book it on blind faith but they've built that uh built that faith up pretty high so (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, all of these Marvel films. I'm, you know, I'm one episode into the Miss Marvel series that's that's airing now, yeah. and um, the way that they can connect into the movies. You're just looking, you know, when the next one comes out with Thor, where are those connections, where do those characters pop up that have shown up in the series? So yeah, uh, yeah, they're being very <laughs> clever about it. Well, the, you know, that's that's in the details. <laughs> there are no details. They are keeping this so close to the vest. Uh, the roles and, uh, you know, who's playing what are kind of out there. But we don't know anything about the characters, so it's all under wraps, and so it'll be interesting to see. And I can tell you, I mean, from not knowing any more beyond that, right. it connects to where who takes over the Iron Man persona oh. role post I mean, if you haven't seen Endgame at this point, no spoiler alerts for you. Right, but, you know, right. post, uh, post you Tony Stark's it. death, um, <laughs> right. you know, what's the next generation for the Iron Man kind of character? Obviously, War Machine is out in the world. He's an older character. Ironheart is, I believe, in the comics. And I'm not. I'm only MCU. I'm not into the comics as much or I didn't follow it. Uh, but I think in the comics, it's, it's even like his daughter eventually becomes something like this but this character is an earlier version and i don't believe it's his daughter but uh, so you're only a partial nerd here yeah uh, yeah i can be full nerd just partially educated (laughs) yeah go go full nerd we call it an fn you know here on the (laughs) movie show so that's that's all i I got got one two a couple quick things real quick hollywood reporter is saying a game of thrones sequel is in the works okay we'll be focusing on Jon snow and kit harrington will be back okay the offer finished yesterday. Ten episodes, absolutely brilliant. The making of The Godfather, the whole cast is brilliant. Paramount Plus, if you have not seen this, you've got to see the offer. And Steve speaks truth on this. I mean, we absolutely agree on this. This is one of the best things I've seen. And I am not to the stage, I haven't fully caught up on it, but everything that I've seen so far, it is. Fabulous. So good. All right. It is 11 o'clock here at uh, KSL FM Midvale, KSL AM, Salt Lake City. More of the movie show coming up. 
It's the official quirky pick of the week on the KSL Movie Show. We are, ladies and gentlemen, time for the quirky pick of the week. And, you know, do you have one quirky thing that you want to highly recommend? No, no, I no. have, well, I have, well, this a, went well. I have a plan. Yeah. I have a, no, I have no a plan. quirky picks. I have, I have a few quirky, quirky picks, so. I'm sorry, this thing, this thing that's in front it's of my microphone. called a microphone. microphone. Yeah, and well, you need to learn to live with it on radio. But I can't hear myself very well. You can't so. hear yourself very well. Well, <laughs> Dallin with an E will take that. care of that. Okay, now I'm good. I'm, I'm just all at peace. Um, but anyway, no. <laughs> you know, do we have a she little prima a donna thing. going here? No, you know, no, a, a diva? Is D turning into do a diva? Do not light the fuse here. No, no. 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 <laughs> Anyway, so this is what I was thinking, and it's so neat to be here and see this beautiful theater. Isn't it's, it amazing? This seems kind of like it's a special time, like people are really starting to go back to the theater. Yep. So many people I talk to, they, uh, you know, they'll ask me what's new, and they'll say they have, they've gone yep. to see their first movie in a long time. My sister, who's been ill through all of COVID, yeah. they've started going once a week. Yeah. And I think people are kind of doing that. They're kind of like, let's get back into well, it. Well, think don't of you pulling think? into the Valley Fair. Jeff, you know, it, it is crazy. We go to your Valley Fair location, and oh, my goodness. It, it was a perfect storm last Tuesday with five, you know, 555 <sighs> Tuesday, big events, Jurassic World, and Top Gun playing. And this coming Tuesday, we're expecting big crowds with Lightyear added into the mix. I bet. Well, and people of my one or two fans out there have been asking me, too, like, what should I go see? I haven't gone yet. We're ready to go back. So this is what I thought. I have seen four of the five big ones right now, and I kind of wanted to rehash those a little bit from my point from of view. From your point of view. The only one I haven't seen is, is Buzz Lightyear, and I think that's such a dedicated crowd they'll go with or without my saying it so i probably <laughs> critic, without the tea approval yeah i yes. probably won't go unless i take like many people a grandchild or a child but anyway the four i've seen downton abbey top gun jurassic world and the elvis movie guess which one i like the best Ooh, let's see elvis which what, he, he what says were, elvis what were the choices downton again? abbey top gun jurassic top gun. world and elvis top gun how you know me so well i do know you so i thought well. you'd guess downton abbey well, I, that's why it that threw the, me off because yeah, I thought that that's too obvious. Too easy, right? Yeah. Could I, Top Gun be the perfect movie right now? The thing about it is I'm, I was so over Tom Cruise. I mean, I was done with him years ago. I yeah. was not going to leave Doug for Tom Cruise, you know, after, after many years At of his. At one time I was concerned about <laughs> Mel Gibson. <laughs> after many years of his weird escapades, I, I was done with Tom Cruise. But he, it was kind of a perfect movie. Something for everyone, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. it had a you know it had enough romance, not too much. And the action didn't make me have to go home and take a nap, you know, because it was just so wild. I just re- Top Gun has been my favorite pick, so and it was, was so respectful pick. to the first movie, and it was so much better than the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't was... know if it was better. They were just two different things. I yeah. think they really stood alone. And so you know, from my quirky pick would be Top Gun. I really liked it. It was my favorite. Now, my second one, though, is... Is? What do you think? Well, now I'm thrown off. Uh, Downton Abbey. And? Elvis. Downton Abbey. Really? (laughs) 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 And that's kind of a ringer, you know? It's just, it was easy. It's fun to watch. It's fun to see all of the decorative elements and the characters. They look marvelous and... (laughs) 
I'm, I'm becoming a huge fan of Lady Mary. Oh, I yeah. Think yeah, we all like Lady Mary. And, and a lot of good-looking guys, too. So, so, yeah, uh-huh. so, so that was my favorite. And I then, noticed that. And then my third favorite was Elvis. And I, a lot of people have asked me about Elvis. How about you guys? Oh, yeah. 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 So with Elvis, I hated it and loved it. I really hated Colonel Tom Parker. I that portrayal that Tom Cruise uh, that Tom Hanks back on Tom Cruise <laughs> yeah. again, Tom Hanks gave I he must I bet he was really good in ringing it. I don't know. Well, what to me Colonel, it was a one note character. He was a bad guy trying to make money off of Elvis, and that's kind of where they left him. Yeah, we didn't know anything else about him except that he was a nobody and that. He was trying to milk Elvis. But Unless that- you saw that that documentary series on country western music, remember they dealt with Colonel Parker a lot because it wasn't just Elvis; it was Hank Snow, and Hank, Hank Snow yeah. was a huge factor in country music, and his machinations behind the scenes in that kind of classic era in the mid nineteen fifties for rock and roll and country. He was a player. Well, well doesn't I- that is a credit to him though that you hated his character? Yes, oh, absolutely. Exactly. I was saying that. As a compliment, actually, yeah, okay. I, I did see that series, but I didn't retain that. But I also thought, on point with what you said, the fact that we didn't know anything about him, that this was what he was all there for. Maybe that really was who he was and what he was. That he well, just, I that's think that's what he was Baz Luhrmann's style. He takes you know, flamboyant characters and then creates these villains around him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can appreciate that. You know, Moulin Rouge, that worked perfectly in yeah. that did have the, a little bit of the Moulin Rouge feel, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, the extravaganza. But when you get to the performances of the kid, Austin Butler, yeah. I, I was mesmerized. I thought he was amazing. And, and looking at him initially, I'm like, does he look enough like him? And then I'm thinking, okay, this isn't a documentary. He's an actor conveying, you know, the Elvis persona. And right. I thought he was phenomenal. When does this actually open, Jeff? Next, next, next week. Next week. Next week. Yeah. Okay, right. so we're really hitting it, huh? Have It'll, you reviewed it? No, oh, we can't. Oh, my gosh. You what am I? Oh, you the can. embargo. The police are out there. They're coming to get <laughs> FCC me. FCC. Oh, my gosh. Way. All right. Just Studio. FCC doesn't care. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> Edit that out, please. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to talk anymore about Elvis, but there you go. And then Jurassic World. Okay. What would my problem be with Jurassic World? Violence. Uh, animals in peril. Oh, I no. don't care if they weren't real animals. Too many little dinosaurs were struggling for their lives. I just, it was hard. The people yeah. we don't care about. <laughs> you know, so many people, you know, some of those dinosaurs are really good about just kind of grabbing them by the head and chomping them up. That's okay. But if a little raptor, you know, gets they taken from mommy. The little babies. Grasshoppers? No. Yeah. And oh, Chris Pratt, stop putting your hand up to animals you haven't trained. What are they thinking you're doing? It's a common denominator with raptors. But, oh, they got the handbook? Is that what they it is? But on the upside, I loved Chris Pratt. He is just, I, I like him in everything, and he was adorable in this. And I really like Bryce something Dallas Howard. Howard. Dallas Howard. She was beautiful in this. And all the other characters that came back. So bottom line, I liked Jurassic World. But those baby animals, I had to close my eyes a lot of times when those little dinosaurs That's were That's still the traumatic scene. Katie still reminds me. I took her to that initial showing of Jurassic Park and the scene where they feed the cow. Oh. <laughs> and then the goat 
leg flops onto the windshield. Yeah, that was not good. Yeah, so yeah, they, they weren't thinking. It of, runs in the family. They weren't thinking of the rights. Well, yeah. I, I get it. I mean, that sometimes <laughs> okay. we we we're so animals are so precious to us that we feel like we need to be. And did I tell you, Steve? The D wouldn't let me watch the Jeff Bridges thing last night, old man. Oh come on! You know, I was sitting. You were there. being an old man falling asleep. <laughs> no, no, no. I was I was watching. It was late. The, well, first of all, we went to Hale Center Theater last night. Oh, so right. singing, singing in the rain, rain which, which is fabulous. Is it? Fabulous. Oh, good, good. fabulous. And then we came home and we finished Father of the Bride, which we'll talk about. Yeah. And then, because it it finally cleared at eleven o'clock, right, so right. we could watch it. What was that HBO Max? Uh, or was it one? Anyway, no, it was FX. FX. Yeah. FX. Yeah. FX. And so, and I was sitting there, and Dee's going, "Oh, this is depressing me. Oh, I hate that." <laughs> well, he's an old. Man. You, it's Jeff Bridges. And, and ha- so then I turn it off. She hard goes, to see "Well, him. I didn't mean you to turn it off." I was not enjoying it, but I, I hated it, and I hate you for watching it. But go ahead, Doug. I'm going. Well. I, I believe the snoozy thing. I believe. Oh, well, the that snooze alarm yeah. was at eleven thirty. He has long days. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure it's a great movie. And I well, I watched the first episode and then started watching. Oh, it's episodes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's not I, a movie. I love Jeff Bridges. I do. I mean, he's and he's John the man. Lithgow is is always good. Yeah, I yeah. like him too. So maybe you get past you that first watch part, it, and you you may watch it. Oh. May I watch it? Yes, you it, may. Please. Yes, Thank you. May. you. Okay. See, I have permission. Yeah. All right. So th- that's that's my take on what's happening out there now. Wow, so. that's good. Well, this is a yeah. a great age for. I mean, I, believe it or not, Tom Cruise has saved the theater business. I mean, think about yeah, it. Yeah, who knew? People yeah. are coming back in droves. Yeah. They saw Top Gun, and they go, all right, what else you got? And now yeah. we got Mission Impossible yeah. C- coming up. Yeah, But yeah. it is fun to talk to my friends and have them talk about movies they've seen. And we've talked a lot about streaming, and usually we try to come with something we've seen on TV. And, and obviously, we still watch a lot of TV, and, and probably we'll continue until we become like the old man, and uh, that's all we're doing. But um, Well, I... <laughs> Justified is a huge investment of time. It is. It It is. is. It is. Well, I mean, any series is when you start from the beginning. My sister uh, was watching the um, um, Scottish series that we love so much. Oh, the the Outlander. The Outlander. And I honestly didn't think they'd probably plow through all that. And she did the kind of quintessential, it's over now and we really miss it. And we've done that with many series. It's like being able to find your favorite soap opera and watch it all in one. I've been binging Bloodline. Oh really? Who's in Sissy that? Sissy Spacek, Sam Shepard. Oh yes, that has I, that looked uh, like a good Linda cast. Cardellini. Yeah, uh, I love her. Ben Mendelsohn from uh, he, he, great character. Uh, Jeff, these little girls are really going at it here. <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Kyle Chandler from Stop Friday Night Lights. Oh, I loved Friday uh-huh. Night Lights. It, it's a family business in the Keys, yes. and they have an inn, and there's I a thought about watching brother. that. Maybe my daughter should. Amber said, "Do you Dad, have a trap door here?" <laughs> Bloodline. Well, oh, we're not talking about something Doug is interested I in. I know. So. Doug will be interested. I'll, I'll let you watch Bloodline. Okay. You'll let me. Yes. Thank you, <laughs> okay. dear. Well, it's time for me to go now. I've yeah, it certainly is. I've <laughs> overstepped my welcome. That's fine. I'm busy, too. Well, if you notice that <laughs> everybody's <laughs> abandoning us, you know, That's Blake took off and Larry took off and now Dee's taken off. Oh, and okay. you know what that means, Jeff? I, I think they're sneaking into another screening of Top Gun. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's good. Dee will be sneaking yeah, I will be, too. I'd like to see in. it again. I would, I would yeah. Oh, by the way, in that scene where... Where's the trap door? <laughs> the jet goes over... You know, the hook that shh, just... Shh. The admiral got out yeah. of his car. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the, the roof pops yeah. up. That literally is um, Harris, Head Harris, standing there. 
It's not a stunt double. He said, no, I want to do it. And that went right over him, and he had to really hold his ground. I mean, that... He oh said that gosh. was really yeah. cool. What you know, the only time I've ever felt a, a jet wash like that is when the oh, Stadium of Fire, they flew a B-1, I think it was a B-1, B-2 bomber or something. You know, just this big black thing goes over, and then it just went right up in the air. And the wash down through that really? bowl, oh, it was startling. I can't imagine, you know, Ed standing there. He had wow. to really hold his ground. You'd notice his feet are yeah. apart. Yeah. Um, and he was like, everything else is Oh, that's whoosh. good to know. I'll watch for that one. I said, we might go see it again when we go to Missouri. Oh, we might. Yeah. Which means if we you're will. you good boy. <laughs> I it might means let you. <laughs> you will go and you will like it. Okay. All, All right. right. On that note. All right. See you later. Brief right. break, and we'll come right back with more of the movie show here at KSL News Radio. The movie show. Your little girlfriend gave me the stink eye in art class yesterday. Katrina's not my girlfriend, all right? And I doubt that she gave you the stink eye. That's just the way her face looks, you know? That's just her face. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, how about if we uh, do Brian and Charles? Yes. Please. Okay, here we go. A little sound from the movie Brian and Charles. My name's Brian. Things went a bit topsy-turvy in my life. I was very alone. That's when I just started making stuff. My new projects, I'm building a robot. I never thought I'd make anything as amazing as Charles. You built my body. I built his body. And my tummy is a washing machine. And his tummy is a washing machine. (laughs) What? This is an adorable, and and quirky probably doesn't describe it. It's British. It's, (laughs) did you see Afterlife, the Ricky Gervais uh, series? No. The guy that plays Brian was a hoarder on Afterlife. (laughs) Yeah. and Gervais just looks at him like, what are you doing? Anyway, this guy is a loner. He lives out in a rural area in Wales. And he's an inventor. And all his inventions are just ridiculous. Uh, but one day, he just felt so lonely that he built a robot. Okay. Out of a washing machine, he found a head. And and it comes to life. And, it, you know, it's all sentient. It's, it's sort of a cross between a, a baby and a pouty teenager but it's a you know it looks like a grown man because he's got a you know a little andy cap hat and yeah. and he's like brian i want to see the world and he goes no we can't go see the world we don't have any money and it's just a sweet and then there's this ner- of course there's always a nerdy girl in the village yeah. who kind of likes brian but you know they all, will they get together and how does charles help make that happen don't frown at me. This is a cute movie. <laughs> it does sound cute. It is adorable, and it's PG. This is nothing harmful. This is a frown turned upside down. It is. And, the, of course, there's a bully, and he steals, you know, Charles. And what does Brian do to try to get it back? It's hilarious. <laughs> he goes, you're an inventor. Invent a way to get him back. Okay. And what he comes up with is quite remarkable. And where can we see this? This is playing at a Megaplex theater near you. Near you. All right. And I gave this a B, solid B. Okay. All right, solid Brian B and Charles, British quirk. All right, still more to come, including the movie show Top Ten. Do you think Blake's going to come back for that one? What do you, what do I you doubt think? It. He's still recovering from telephone torture. <laughs> no, he's still in there going. He's, he's okay. going to take food to Michael's house. He's in the room that says nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's in there. Nope. We got to talk about these megaplex theaters. You know, we've we've been talking about this off the air and on the air. It is so much fun to go in and see parking lots filled, auditoriums filled, people talking about 
their experience. Not a movie they saw 20 years ago because they haven't seen one in the theater for a while, but a movie they saw last night, a movie that they saw last week. People are comparing notes. It's the water cooler topic again. This is great. Movies are really back, and guests are coming. They're, they're finding a way back to theaters. An, another wave of guests are finding a reason to come back to, to theaters. Tom Cruise, bless, yeah. bless his heart for fighting yeah. so hard to make sure that Top Gun Maverick got released in theaters. And stayed in theaters stayed for in theaters. a while. Oh, and he's yeah. fought for a longer window. He yeah. has. And, and talk to anyone, and almost universally, the reviews on that film are terrific. And there is something really for everyone right now, either in the theaters or in the pipeline. Which is amazing. Seriously, I mean, you look at it, Doctor Strange is still there for the people who love the universe. Then we've got Top Gun. That that just hits on all cylinders for every age group. And then you look at Buzz Lightyear that's opening right now. We've got Jurassic, you know, World Dominion. What is it? Dominion. uh, Dominion. And so many things. And then we've already alluded to the fact that Elvis next week. There are so many big titles that are coming up. And it's, it's, it's like the good old days. It really is. And in some cases, we're exceeding what was, what was reality a couple of years ago. Yeah. Because there is that demand. People have felt cabin fever. They're, yeah. they're, thrilled. Yeah. they're thrilled to be out in a, in a way. And, and, sure, there are those that are – everyone's being smart and careful, and we're, we're thrilled by that. But just to have this experience. And we're here at the, the Chalk Art Festival is happening out here uh, at Gateway. We've got a Buzz Lightyear being drawn by a, a chalk artist that will be so much fun for, for families to come check it out. And then come on upstairs and catch a movie. You know, for people who have never been to the Chalk Art Festival, oh. it is really fun. It's always done around Father's Day. And, oh, my goodness, the art that goes down. Real Grand, right, is the, yes. the street. Yeah. And it is spectacular. So there's so many reasons. I mean, come on down, see the festival, then come in and see the movie. Check out this building because oh. it's different than what it was. Oh, Gateway. You know, and what a difference two and a half years makes. I kind of miss the know. fans in the hallways, though. <laughs> the f- remember those? Do remember. The, the, the cooling system here was hor- Idiot. Yeah. This, oh. is, this has been a, this, a complete makeover. This is absolutely incredible. Incredible. The Gateway Luxury Theaters from Megaplex right in the heart of downtown Salt Lake City. Okay, it is 1130. Still a lot to come on the movie show, so stay with us here at KSL. The Movie Show. We are really fighting the clock, and every minute counts. What is it? They're all slots? On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We've had such a good time here at the Megaplex Theaters. We've got about another, what, 20 minutes on the movie show and still lots of things to talk about. But, uh, Blake, we, we love hanging out with you guys. I mean, it is so much fun at any of your theaters. But, boy, this one, it's been so, as you mentioned, this was the second Megaplex Theater. So it's been around for some time. And what you guys, I mean, over the years, you kept it right up to date. But, oh, my goodness, this complete redoing of the Gateway, you know, luxury theaters, it's remarkable. Yeah, it was time for an overhaul. You know, the Gateway, believe it or not, has been around over 20 years now. We celebrated our our 20-year anniversary here last year. And 
And, uh, you know, we we looked at what we could do here, and we just decided, you know what, let's just gut it and start over. And, yeah. man, did and, you gut it. Build it. Oh, we did. You guys were here when oh. we had the whole thing. It looked like those, a bomb went off, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Those mine cars filled <laughs> with cement, that yes. was a monumental task. Yeah, we really, we just went and completely gutted it, and it's a brand new theater. It's luxury. It's It's kind of a boutique feel as you come into the lobby here. But the the neat things, and you, you guys mentioned this earlier, is all the technology yeah. that went into it. You know, the Dolby Atmos, the, the, the uh, laser projection, the comfort, the heated luxury recliners. Uh, you know, the the uh, you get your concession and your your tickets all online. Walk right in. You don't have to stop anywhere. To, you know, concessions ready for you at the pickup window, and off you go. And so it's a really unique theater that way. When you think of how far. Just the exhibition of, of movies has come. You know, sometimes you go into a museum and you'll see the old theater seats. They're wood. Yeah. <laughs> They're wood. Yeah. And if you were really lucky, there might be some padding. And they were small. There's no cushiness. You had one position, basically. Yeah. Then they got them to the point where they would rock and, of course, squeak. And, you know, it was... It is crazy what we have now. All about technology and comfort now in the theaters. You know, you know what, go ahead. I, what I love is that no one is kicking my seat yeah. anymore. And you can walk by. We design our aisles, and, and, and this is very deliberate. We could have made them a little tighter, but we wanted so if you're in reclined position, people can still walk in That's front right. of you yeah. to That's get right. through without having to, to put your recliner down. And yeah. Really nice. The only way. person that could kick my seat would be like, I don't know, uh, uh, Who's the tall guy for the Jazz? Gobert? Yeah, Rudy. <laughs> he yeah. might be able to reach me, but other than that, I am yeah. in heaven. It, it, when you mentioned the spacing, you know, when, when I found out that what you guys were going to do at Cottonwood, I thought, well, this is going to be, because I've always loved those theaters. Yeah. And, and they're the more traditional. They're not the stadium. But you don't even notice that it's not stadium because there is so much space. There's nobody's head in front of you. Yeah, there's a unique design there in that, you know, uh, they're sloped floors, but yeah. we didn't want it. When you sat on the seat, we didn't want it to feel like you're falling forward. Right. And the way we've been able to design those, you don't notice. You no. you you still have the advantage of the sloped floor, so no one's in front of you, but your seat is level, and uh, it, it's really unique. It's really to a, the point where if I have to sit in a regular seat, I know I'm like I know, I know right. Isn't so it funny? Spoiled. Yeah, you know, sometimes spoiled. you'll you'll be out uh, somewhere and you'll be in a much more traditional environment. And, you know, sometimes when Dee and I are back in Missouri, and, you know, whether it's Chillicothe or over in Trenton, Missouri, and you'll go, wow, this is the way it used to be. <laughs> and, and or, or non-reserved. Have you ever gone oh. to a theater that didn't have reserved seating? Oh, you know? remember that? Yeah. That wasn't that long no. ago. Or you, you know, people saving seats and putting coats across the oh, aisles. And people and got ticked and, off. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's crazy. Yeah. Things have changed. It, it, is, it is truly amazing. And. We've got more to talk about uh, here with uh, the great folks from the Megaplex Theaters. But, Stephen, I think it's time. Oh, no. No, Blake's been looking forward to this. (laughs) And Larry has been delirious over this. He's literally going to sprint out of the And Jeff is over there undercover right now. Ladies and gentlemen. I have to wait for my music. Now. He usually wears a cape. And Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. <laughs> Who called this a horse earlier? It is time. Uh, is it not a horse? <laughs> it is a horse, right? It's Mr. Ed. The movie show, top <gasps> ten. Ten. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was the worst oh, you've ever, I'm ever done. Sure. I look over at Larry's <laughs> face like, what is happening to me? I've just been baptized into the movie show. Yeah. Well, it's quite an experience, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Not a good feeling, is it? <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Steve, you have no appreciation for tradition. I should get hazard pay for having to sit through that every weekend, week out. That was short, though. Well, you just need us around. We can cut him right off. <laughs> if you make him laugh, he can't finish. <laughs> okay. Tell us the nub. And you know what's amazing? It's not only amazing that, you know, Telephone Torture is sponsored <laughs> by some poor misguided soul, but this segment is also sponsored. By another poor misguided soul. Wow. Call I guess cli- I should be lucky. Call Climate <laughs> Services. So, here we go. All right. You ready, Stephen? I am. Okay. <laughs> I turned the page too early. I need to get back to number 10. Okay. I have no idea what this is. Anti Sanarayaki, who made $620,000. What it's is it? It's a comedy from India. Of course it is. The, the movies from India, as Larry mentioned, okay. is, they are very popular. They do very well in certain demographics in our valley okay and uh this is one of them are you showing that one? Oh, we showed it we did uh it's not playing anymore though okay <laughs> it, it's had it's had its run at megaplex so, the look on larry's face is like uh, uh, yeah, yeah we did so <laughs> how much of that six hundred and twenty thousand was from your theater dollars dollars yes, up to dollars up to dollars number nine sonic the hedgehog has made just under 200 million dollars and it's been out 10 weeks Another 2084, and this is about to go over 400 million bucks. I know, and you like this movie. I, I thought it was pretty good. Okay, Firestarter, which you started, so not good. which you did not like, has yet to make $10 million domestically in its five weeks. Yeah, that another, ain't good. Another 5-4, and it's at 14. This, this movie keeps hanging in here, and we both feel guilty that we have not seen it yet. Everything, everywhere, everywhere, all at once. Who is it that's threatening us with that? Uh, oh, uh, Mike Fox at uh, oh that at Hale Center, Hale Theater. Center Theater. He said it's the best movie he's ever. You, you guys need to see it. You yeah. really do. Oh, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, my wife hated it. I mean, absolutely <laughs> hated it. But my son said the best movie he's ever seen. Wow! wow. Did you see Swiss Army Man? That yes. film when it came out, same director. Ooh. So that kind of a style. It's a very that is uh, not helpful bizarre. That was a very strange movie. It is a strange movie. This <laughs> so one is this. as well. This one's a little bit more commercial. It's kind of like a Matrix meets Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Wow. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, Jamie, Lee Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Michelle Yeoh. Um, and <laughs> in one of his first acting roles in a long time. Um, the child star that was in The Goonies and Temple of Doom, which I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head, but Data, you know, Data or Short Round, uh, yeah. he's in this movie as well. Um, it is highly entertaining, uh, and it's just wacky off the wall. See, Steve's going to have to see it now. Oh, I, I definitely plan I'm on so seeing it. I'm so surprised you haven't seen it, Steve. You okay. go to all those. Movies. I know. This Strange. movie is the highest, now the highest grossing, grossing film for that distributor, that yeah. studio. A twenty four. A twenty four. Yeah. By far. Everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once. Yeah. It's, it's done very well for us. Yeah. Downton Abbey: A New Era is number six. Made uh, just a little over forty million dollars. What about internationally? Uh, another forty five. So it's at eighty six okay. total. And Bob's Burger movie in three weeks has made about twenty eight million dollars domestically. I love Bob's Burgers. I think okay. that's the funniest show. Okay. He's the guy. Mm-hmm. He's he really the he's <laughs> the guy. You know, he's that guy. Let's put it that way. Steve is that guy. 
And then the bad guys, another... You it's know, done really well. Yeah, 93 well. domestic, 137 foreign at 230. Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This is about 400 million domestically. What are the international? Uh, 533. Uh, so we're at 933, about to go over. If it makes it to a billion, it'll be. A, wow. I don't mean, that's kind of a mountain to climb, another 70 million, but. but still, might do it. It's it getting could, there. Oh, it could do it. Yeah. yeah. Top Gun Maverick. About four hundred million domestically, oh. <laughs> international numbers. Another three fifty four. We're at seven sixty three as yeah. of Wednesday. And remember, no China here. You know they don't yeah. like his jacket. Yeah, no China. <laughs> no China. No Russia. Shocking. No Russia. Mm. Steve said early, this is like the perfect movie. It, isn't it? it is. I mean, great. it really is good. I cannot find a flaw other than I just. I hate giving that much love to Tom Cruise, but he nailed it. He did. He, did. he absolutely. Nailed it. And then Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, my goodness. It's made 100. I, we predicted last week it would make about 150. Yeah, and that was the, the over-under. Yeah, in the weekend, it was 145. What did it make? It, as so, of now, it's at 173 domestic, 247 foreign. We're at 420. And that's it? on about over 4,600 4, screens. And is it killing it here for you oh, guys? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just absolutely. Yeah, just, All right. The Movie Show Top Ten, proudly sponsored by our friends at Call Climate Services. You know, he won't take my call. Is that why? <laughs> I'll send him flowers later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I feel his pain. Along with Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know, he's he's going to come down and hook up my boiler to natural gas pretty quick. Is this a threat or it's, is this a no, promise? It's, it's coming up. Okay. It's coming up. You know, down in Eureka, we are getting natural gas. <laughs> Oh, look at this laughing. I'm happy for you. I think that's so great. Well, it's like I said. I actually saw that Eureka's actually kind of a booming town again. They're even going to mine there again now, I guess. They are. At the Trixie, they're operating on the 625-foot level. But we may get a theater there after all. The Microplex. Call it it the Perplex. Yeah, right? The Perplex. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. See the abuse I take. You know, here I am, such a nice person. And sure. I'm called a horse. I'm <laughs> he didn't call you a horse. <laughs> it was some part of the horse, I remember. All right, let's take a break. We'll come right Southbound, back northbound. With more of the movie show. Stay with us. The movie show. I'm sorry, Tony. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, we've talked about uh, Lightyear, Cha Cha Real Smooth, Brian and Charles. Good luck to you, Leo Grande. We kind of alluded to that earlier. And this is an interesting movie where we have uh, Emma Thompson, whom yeah. we all love and admire. She's she is almost a treasure. She's almost like a sister. I see her in that way, and that's what made me uncomfortable. Although I admired this movie for about two thirds of it because okay, I thought good. it was handling a very delicate thing. This woman who had been repressed in her life and in her marriage had never really kind of felt like she'd experienced it all. Right. Hires a sex worker. That's the Leo Grande and character. And the sweetest kid on the planet. He's, he is one of the nicest, sweetest kids, and he is just there to to fulfill whatever she wants. It can be conversation. They get into in-depth conversations about all kinds of things and some very awkward, sweet moments. And I thought, okay, I, I, I can roll with this. But in the last third of the movie, 
I thought they could have handled it so well as she did reach some kind of fulfillment, yeah. as she did kind of discover what life and being a woman really could be. But they took it the full Monty in every sense of that word. And it was uncomfortable for me. I felt like I was, I was looking in on my sister. I, it, now, it I looked at it differently. Me. I thought it was a body positive moment of a woman in her 60s saying, this is who I am. And so I kind of appreciated it. I thought it was gutsy. Maybe yeah. not the word brave that like you. Yeah, but I get so tired I of when somebody does a nude was, scene and it's brave. I know, but it, you, know? I, you have to admit it's gutsy, though, to do that. I guess. I guess. Or just a, a lapse so, of judgment. So it's a sassy Emma Thompson role, but I oh. think she's brilliant in it. So what's, what's the grade? Uh, for me, it's a B. You know, the performance was amazing. Again, if I was judging just the first two-thirds of the movie, because I think so much could have been accomplished in exactly the same way without the the full deal. So, you know, but it, it is a strong performance. But, boy, I'll tell you, you know, if if you have a mild-mannered member of the family, don't take Grandma along with you. Oh, yeah, no. Okay. This All is right. not Nanny McPhee. And then just kind of really quickly, uh, Father of the Bride, man, this is it's a... It's a re- Latino version of Father of the Bride. Right. But it's supposed to be funny, and you've got and Andy Garcia, who is not funny. No, and, and he's not a naturally funny character to right. begin with. You know, and they are throwing everything in here, every stereotype, every little... I don't remember, in the know, original uh, Father of the Bride, were they getting a divorce, or were no, they just in no, a financial... No, they're not. It was financial, it was the awkwardness, it was getting used to the in-laws, you know, it yeah, was, yeah, it was the awkwardness of giving up your daughter, you know, that type of thing. It was ne- This is so they did complex. Pile on too much. There are so many stories. Although I have to admit the last out. 24 minutes. Yeah, that was fun when they finally put it together. Yeah. 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 Okay, and then we've, we've already talked about uh, anything else we need to hit well, here. Well, Spiderhead is one I wanted to see. It's a Netflix movie with Chris Hemsworth and Miles uh, Teller. Uh, so I love both those guys. Um, I have not seen it yet. It, he's. Chris Hemsworth plays okay. a scientist who's trying out drugs on a bunch of guys in, in a prison, okay. and Miles Teller's one of them. So and Buzz Lightyear. Interesting. That's the big movie of the week. Love Buzz Lightyear. A lot of fun. I liked it a little better than you did, but we both liked it. I thought it was a sweet movie. I just missed the rest of the gang, and but, hey, I get it. All right. Hey, we have just enough time to thank our friends at the Megaplex Theater, not only for you know, hosting the movie show today and letting us hang out with you guys. But, you know, the ongoing support over the years, we, we've loved it. And uh, the great relationship we've had with Megaplex, the way you helped us with our 100th anniversary, it, it truly is, Blake. It's it's a community gathering place. It really yeah, is. Yeah, well, we love having you guys here, and you've been with us for every milestone, including some of these great openings like Light, Light Year today. And uh, we just appreciate you guys. And- and all you do, thank you. Oh, it's thank it's you. it's great to see. And you know, and nothing specific, but you know, this company has been known for you know growth and for the technology and everything. And I'm assuming that a lot of good things are on the horizon. There are, and I, I wish I could announce them, but we're not quite ready to announce yet. But you know, we we'll we, do it we, for we, you. We're yeah. ready. <laughs> Yes, you would. Uh, You you know, COVID, we just kind of hunkered down, remodeled these theaters and kind of got through a couple tough years. But it's nice to be back. And we're working on some some growth plans and renovation plans as well. Uh, It's it's really exciting. The Megaplex theaters, boy, right now, the stuff that has been backed up in the pipeline is spilling out. And it's like the good old days. Well, it used to be every couple weeks or maybe every third week. Now it's every week. I know. There was a statistic I heard yesterday in a meeting that we had three films open to $100 million weekends in like a six-week period. It's the first time that's ever happened in 
the history of wow. of cinema, not just post pandemic. So oh, that is so, so cool. It's great. We're back. We're, We're coming back. up on twelve o'clock noon. Thank you so much for being part of the movie show. And tonight, when you go home, please make sure that you hug the people you love. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.